Welcome to the Finding Clarity podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi folks, we're going to look at a Bible question today here on the Finding Clarity podcast. Now, just a reminder, what exactly is the Finding Clarity podcast? Well, the podcast is an opportunity to answer questions that you and I might have about Christianity and the Christian life that we wouldn't necessarily get an answer for just in a normal Sunday school time or in a morning service, listening to a message. And so we want to take that time now and answer questions that you might have that you wouldn't necessarily get the answer somewhere else. We want to answer those specifically here on this podcast. So today we're going to deal with a Bible question that maybe you've thought about. I know some others have thought about and they kind of want some guidance on that. And it has to do, we know that when Jesus died, he was buried, and on the third day he rose again. But what happened in between his death and burial and his resurrection? So that's the question we're going to look at today here on episode 145. We're going to look at the question, where was Jesus between his death and resurrection? What happened between his death and resurrection? So that's what we're going to look at today. Now, let us remind ourselves, first of all, of some things that are very important for you and I to understand. It has to do with the reality of his death and burial. First of all, you and I need to recognize that Jesus willingly died on the cross. So here's what John records in chapter 19, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. So Jesus was the one who was in control, even up to the point, yes, he was put on a cross, but he allowed himself to be put on the cross. And while he was on that cross, in fulfillment of certain things that were prophesied, when the final thing was taken place, he gave up his spirit and died. Now, what we want to also see now is that after he has died, And, of course, they went to Pilate asking for his body. The reality is is that Jesus' body was placed in an unused tomb. Again, John chapter 19, verses 40 to 42. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had been laid. And so there they lay Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. Okay, so he was buried. Now, we also know that the scripture records that he was resurrected. So on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead as he was resurrected. Now, listen to what Matthew records in his gospel 28th chapter, verses 1 to 6. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, 
There was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. So the reality is, is that Jesus rose from the dead. Now, the question is, what about those three days? So that's what we're going to spend the rest of our time looking at, is the question concerning those three days. Now, the first thing you need to realize is this. There is very little in the New Testament concerning Jesus during those three days. Now, we have a lot in the Gospels and a lot in the New Testament writings concerning the reality of the crucifixion and what was accomplished there and how it took place and what were the events of it. We even know about his burial and we know what took place from that Easter morning, on that resurrection morning, that first Easter where Jesus rose from the dead, but there is very, and let me just say this, very, very little concerning what took place during those three days, during that time in which he was in the grave. But there are some things that can give us a clue, and so that's what I want to present to you with the rest of our time here. So, what I want you to see is, is that Jesus went to paradise. Now, oftentimes, and this comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 42 to 43. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you have come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Okay, so this is with reference to the thief on the cross who comes to faith in Christ and asks Jesus to remember him, and Jesus promises him and says to him that today you'll be with me in paradise. Now, we often assume that what that means is heaven. Well, actually, it's not. We know that later in John chapter 20, when Jesus is interacting with Mary, she wants to hold on to him, and Jesus tells her not to cling to him because he hasn't ascended to the Father yet. So he hasn't gone to the Father yet. He hasn't gone into the presence, the heavenly presence yet. So where is this paradise? Well, this paradise is also known as, by another name, as Abraham's bosom, which is a part of Hades. And so we find that in Luke chapter 16, verses 22 to 23. Here's what Luke records. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So that brings me to the next thing I want you to see about what Jesus did during these three days. So he went to paradise, which would be Abraham's bosom, where all of the Old Testament saints are. 
those who had faith before the cross. And so what happened there? Jesus ransomed the righteous dead from Hades. He ransomed the righteous dead from Hades. And we know that he did this because this is a fulfillment of the scripture. In what way? Psalm 49, 15. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. Other translations will see from the power of Sheol, which is Hades. For he shall receive me. Selah. So it is God who will go and redeem those who are in Sheol. The, the grave, as my translation says, meaning Hades, Abraham's bosom. And so he goes and he takes all of those who had faith and were waiting for the cross, he takes them to be with him. Now, there's one other aspect of what Jesus did for us, and that we find in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 through 20. Here's what Peter writes. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. All right, so what does it say here that he went and preached to spirits in the prison? What prison? Well, we know that that prison is the abyss. How do we know that? We come over to Revelation, and it talks about that the key to the abyss was given to Satan, in which he released from there demons to torment the world. The abyss is a prison. Remember in the Gospels, the demons, when they come in contact with Jesus, don't want to be sent to the abyss, which is the prison. So the reality is, is that Jesus goes and preaches to these spirits. Now, we often think, well, he's going and preaching the message of salvation. Well, no, not the message of their salvation, but the message of victory of salvation. That's the preaching here. It's the proclamation of his victory. So he goes and proclaims to these spirits that he has won the victory over sin and death. Now, some people would say that Jesus is going and preaching in hell to Satan. Well, let me remind you, Satan is not in hell right now, folks. I know some people like to say that, but he's not in hell. A lot of times when we think that, it's because we've been influenced by our world's perception of Satan being the one who's in charge of hell. Satan is not in charge of hell, nor has he ever been. But the reality is, is that Satan will one day end up in the lake of fire, where he will be tormented for the rest of his life. It will be a prison for him as well. So when it talks about going to this prison, it's talking about the prison of these demons in the abyss. And so he went there to proclaim his victory. Now, those few things that I presented to you are all we know about what Jesus did during that time in the grave. And to be honest with you, and let me say this in conclusion, that's all we need to know. 
we need to know that he went and redeemed those who had faith in him. He ransomed those who had faith in him and brought them to himself. We need to know that. We also need to know that he proclaimed the victory. The battle has been won. The goal of the cross has been achieved. Sin has been atoned for. The victory has been won over sin and death. And death no longer has a hold on us. And that is the reality that we see, especially expressed by the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn of resurrection, Jesus, when he was resurrected. Finding Clarity Podcast is really the opportunity to really answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And you might be saying, okay, George, how do we get those questions to you? Well, just pick up the phone and call me. 236-1622 is the number here at the church. Or you can email me, church at kerbinsvillechristian.org, or contact us through our Facebook page, or other means, you can just talk to me in church, and we'll see about answering your question here, because here's the thing, the question you have, I can almost guarantee you that others have thought about that question too, and they'd like to know an answer. So, until the next time we look at a question, folks, take care.